0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang.
1: I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm alright! Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it! I'm putting my heart in this dog. Let's go, man! Let's go. Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang!
0: You're Kane listening Kane to Kane gang. Gang. Kane gang, only on Sirius Kane XM 145 Slam Radio. Boy, you agree? That's Kane Gang
2: welcome 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 everybody thank you for uh you know fighting time with us over the last week we had a, we had a bye week per se uh hopefully we don't lose this week bird but uh welcome back to the can gang show here on sirius xm channel 145 slam radio uh definitely was a much needed r&r um, over the last week bird how you feel about that week off
3: I'm no, feeling good, man. I'm feeling great now. Good to be back, though, man. There's been a been a lot going on, man. A lot of lot to talk about, man. We are we are close to kickoff, man, and I can't wait.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, today moving forward, we're at 45 days. Shout out to number 45, Camden Price. Give another shout out to one of my boys who played back in a from '92 to '96, Tuan Russell, um, Howard yeah. Clark. You can kind of go on and on about those numbers, and you know, I just tweeted something out about you know tomorrow, which is definitely going to hurt me. Um, of all my photos that I've had over all these years, I'm definitely missing probably one of the most important photos. And I honestly feel as the best linebacker to ever come out of the University of Miami, I'd be Dan Morgan. Um, but listen, you know, that, that's neither here nor there. It's time to move forward. So, Bird, over the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing some big lists come out about different things, different <laughs> topics, different, you know, top strength coach, top, you know, head coach, this coach, you know, whatever the case may be. So, I know you did your due diligence. You reached out. You brought on somebody. Talk to me who we got on the show tonight.
3: We we got not only the the big game boomer, man, and I think during the offseason, this guy right here that we just brought up on the screen incites more arguments in fan bases. And, (laughs) I mean, I I tell you, you go in the comments on any of these lists, man, you hear, oh, this list is garbage (laughs) because it doesn't have so-and-so. And, And, you know, I can't believe you didn't put, you know, so-and-so as the number one head coach, you know. So we do we do have a couple that we gotta take issue with here. Well, let's we, you know, we at, uh, let, but- let's
2: welcome let's welcome along <laughs> the yeah, show. So for sure. you know, big game big game boomer, welcome to the Can Gang Radio Show. Obviously, we see you over there repping that you know maroon oh, and yeah. white. So I'm gonna start I'm gonna say boomer sooner. There right, we go. So, <laughs>
4: listen,
2: all my Can Gang friends, don't get mad at me. You know, listen, we're just having a little fun. Obviously, I'm repping that orange and green. Birds at the orange and green. But listen, man, we appreciate you taking your time. Let's talk about some of these lists that you have. And and how did you come up with some of these lists?
4: Yeah, man. So I, I really never really used Twitter that much until like the pandemic back over like Thanksgiving break. And just kind of bored one day and started getting on Twitter and started just kind of messing, you know, talking trash to people. And it was pretty entertaining. And so once football season was over, I just kind of got was bored and just kind of started cranking out these lists and just was getting tons of engagement on them. And, uh, you know, it kind of, it's kind of turned into a hobby. It, I mean, I'm a big college football junkie and uh, it, I, it, it's kept me entertained throughout the off season. And I feel like it's kept a lot of other people entertained as well.
2: Yeah, no doubt. No, Bird. I know you've kind of been enticed with a lot of these lists. So go ahead and 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 Bird always reaches out to me and goes, "Man, did you see this list? Did you see big game? Did you see what he tweeted?" And again, obviously, we have a we have a lot of former alumni who kind of you know chime in as well on some of your lists. So Bird, why don't you take it and talk talk about some of this stuff?
3: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, some of them that came up, and and really the the, the main one we've been talking about recently was the 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 best defensive backs coaches in in the country. I've seen you put a lot of lists out man but the you know I don't know what it is about DBs man but uh everybody feels their DB coach is the best and I know this Miami yeah. fan base man they they were mad you didn't put T-Rob on there.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know. That was yeah, Miami came fans came after me hard on that and you know I ranked <laughs> him. I didn't cuz I didn't have him in the top 50. Was, is there yeah. a reason Is there a reason for that? Um mainly because of what kind of the debacle at South Carolina kind of with the whole Will Muschamp era, just kind of how that all ended. Um, I know he's a good coach. um,
2: I mean, you can't deny uh, that, right? Obviously last year, you know, he put in JC Horn in the first round. Yeah, and and he's got uh,
4: Bubba Bolden uh, this year. That guy's a stud. Uh, So, yeah, he's a great coach. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's kind of why I, I left him off the list there. But, yeah, I got the Canes fans, man. They really came after me. But,
2: yeah. <laughs> I do got to give you a little bit of credit, though, because I'm looking down at your screen and over your left shoulder. see it? I, yeah. I, do, I do see that helmet, man. That's I like it. I'm That's gonna a, give a respect staple. Man. That's a
4: college football <laughs> staple right there, the, the U. You.
2: you know, right. people, people do not understand about the history. Obviously, Miami's history in college football isn't as, like, long, and you know, as some of these national powerhouses, Right. Obviously Miami literally just didn't come onto the scene until pretty much 1983 when they won their first national title. Obviously they played again in 86, lost to Penn State, won a national title in 87, had a very, very bad call against Notre Dame in 88, or they probably, you know, go back to back, but then they win in in 89. So they should have a three-peat there. 1990, you had your bad game against BYU to open up the season, still finished really strong there, winning in 91, lost to Alabama in 92. Like Miami owned college football for 10 years. Right. No, no doubt. And then obviously through different things, they fell off the wagon, blah blah blah. Came back on, but you know Oklahoma. Obviously, you being a big you know Sooners fan, um, I got mad respect for the for the film out there. I mean, especially with Bob Stoops, and you know, and now with Lincoln Riley, like it's it's amazing to see the talent. Obviously, back to back Heisman Trophy winners, you know, with with Kyle uh, with uh, bigger midfield and Kyle Murray. Like you know, it's 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 interesting to see. What is your take on the University of Miami as far, as far as when they are good? How does that impact college football?
4: Well, I think it's great for college football. You know, I remember I was a kid, but I will never forget that national championship game against Ohio State. What was it in 2002, yep, 2001, I was I was, when they <laughs> lost in double overtime or yep. whatever. Yep. And I feel, I feel like ever since that game, University of Miami football has not been the same. And I just remember it just being just elite. I mean, that Florida State-Miami rivalry, I mean, some of those games were just classic. I mean, gridiron, I mean, that was some of the best football I remember watching. And so I'd love to see that again. And I think a lot of college football fans would like to see that. Um, So, you know, I'd love to see Miami, uh, you know, become a big powerhouse again.
2: Let me ask you this question. Obviously, the Miami-Florida State rivalry, when those guys, when those two teams are on the upper echelon of college football, is that rivalry better than the Red River Shootout? have?
5: Ooh,
4: man, that's <laughs> tough. That's tough. I mean, the the hate between Miami and Florida State when when those teams were, you know, top five in the country, I would say it was pretty close to OU-Texas. But, I mean, OU-Texas is one of the biggest rivalries in uh in college, in college football and college sports. So it's, uh, that, that hatred runs deep for, for Texas. You've probably seen it on social media today. I've been, oh, yeah, been yeah. kind of yeah. trashing them about wanting to go to the SEC. Yeah. How, so. about, how, about the, how
3: about the list of schools with more wins than Texas? Yeah, over so I, yeah, time. I,
4: tweet, I tweeted that. It was like sh- shots fired, man. I love I, it. I tweeted that like back in like February, and after today I was like, you know, i got to bring that tweet back just to blow just to <laughs> it in their faces because, I mean – they they haven't done anything in a decade, and they think that yeah. they're Alabama status. And uh, you know, sometimes you just got to put them in their place.
3: Yeah, you got the likes of Western Kentucky on here, Ohio Louisiana University, Lafayette. yeah, <laughs> the, the Raging Cajuns. <laughs> oh man, the mighty
4: Raging Cajuns. <laughs> oh man, plus Ooh. a lot
3: of their plus a lot of their Texas uh, other their other Texas schools, Baylor, TCU. Oh yeah, uh, you know, A&M. Texas A and M. I think Texas Tech is on there too. No, no, uh, no,
4: not no. Texas no. Tech. Well, no, Houston it, is though too. So. Houston, yeah, Houston's on there. <laughs> so,
2: how did, how did you become more of a, um, obviously, I'm not sure where you're located or where you were, uh, where you were like born or brought up at, but what made you go to Oklahoma compared to Oak State?
4: Um, so, I, I'm actually from uh, Atlanta. And uh, I kind of no no Georgia (laughs)
2: Tech.
4: Heck no, man. Grew up with all that. No Georgia, no Georgia Tech. Um, I went out, visited Norman, just loved the place. Yeah, it's Um, cool, great college town. I mean, just everything I was kind of looking for, and uh just decided to go there. And you know, it's been you know, a great little uh relationship with me and OU, uh, except for losing in the playoffs. (laughs) But uh yeah, my wife went to OSU, so you know we keep the Keep the rivalry. I've got Boom Picking Stadium in the background here. So we keep the uh house divided going.
2: Nice. You know, speaking of that playoff game, you know, a couple of years back, you know, I remember I was in I was in the Magic Kingdom, I was in Disney World watching that Georgia OU game. What a <laughs> phenomenal college football game. I mean, you know, again, going back and forth though, but a great, great atmosphere. Obviously, I think that was in the Rose Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was there. Oh wow! So yeah. again, you understand the heart, like the heartbreak. Like I was at, you know, the old Tempe, the old ASU stadium in 02 against Ohio State. Like, oh, you know, yeah. and, and growing up in Atlanta, seeing Georgia, which yeah, man, my my, my, yeah,
4: <laughs> my high school buddies are they, they're still tech, sh- shitting me up on text messages, just uh-huh. ripping me for that game. Uh-huh. I mean, it's never True. gonna end. True.
2: True. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So obviously, you know, going through some of your tweets and stuff and, um, the best college town in in the United (laughs) States. (laughs) Tell me how you, and I don't even want to get into the top 10 right now, but I just want to know, how did you come up with your list?
4: So a a lot of it, and I don't have my notes in front of me, but I, I look at, you know, for, for a college town, the party scene. I think that's important. Um, the food scene, um, the bar scene, how the, how the, you know, how the town supports the, the university. Yeah. Um, you know, I also throw in, uh, you know, game day tailgating atmosphere. Cause I think that's important it's as well. Important, correct. Um, so those are, kind of, those are kind of my kind of, you know, criteria that I use and then I just kind of try to, you know, there's no right answer. No, <laughs> I, just, I try to I'm try sure. to make it as, you know, it's really just, I put my opinion out there and it, you know, everyone has their own opinion and they, you know, it, you see it, it just blows up on Twitter. Millions of people look <laughs> at it and comment, and uh, it's fun though. I mean, I'm sure. Um, you, could, you, gotta you, love,
3: you gotta love Alaska, the Alaska Nanox on there and Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Listen, well, I thought yeah. Hawaii
2: is at number one, right?
4: Like, bro, you're <laughs> well, yeah. Hawaii and like Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, they don't have any like, in-state like competition so they're always they're either the worst or the best on any of those yeah. like state yeah. lists
2: they're <laughs> like the do, montana Grizz,
4: <laughs> yeah they're all,
2: yeah when you do your criteria does does inbred coming to any of that you know like, obviously, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a, a there's a there's a school in the north like the northern part of the state that we live in florida that again when you're talking about bar scenes you know, a lot of brothers and sisters kind of meet up in the park scenes. You know, so <laughs> <I'm
4: laughs>
2: we're talking never, about Gainesville. Yeah, we never, <laughs> miss, we never miss a chance.
3: You shot at those guys.
2: Man. <laughs> Believe that. It's all <laughs> in good fun. Listen, you know, at the end of the day, like I went up there in 2002. I was up there in 2008, and it literally is a phenomenal atmosphere to watch college football. The Swamp is it's it's a great stadium. You're literally sitting close you know again obviously like osu and stillwater like you're literally right there on the field so yeah um as far as like a, a game day experience at the university of florida i, I think it's phenomenal um and that's a problem though with the university of miami obviously that... it's it's tough right i mean i don't care if it's if miami and fsu you know again they're kind of a down years you're still going to sell that game out but miami could be number one in the country on a 58 game winning streak and someone like Rutgers, like you might get thirty thousand in the stands. It's just yeah, that's
4: just south what, Florida for I you. mean, the Hard Rock uh stadiums, what, like 30 minutes away from campus?
2: About 45. It's,
4: yeah. So that's yeah. just I mean, that's tough to get a big draw from the students. Uh they to, got they gotta get bus. Like, so
2: they, they catch on a bus, the bus takes them all the way up there. Obviously, the orange bowl it was about eight to ten minutes away from, from campus. Exactly. Yeah, so I missed the they old did. orange bowl. Oh, you have no yeah. idea. Like Who's the old girls. Miss yeah. it so dearly, so dearly, Um yeah. but it, it's great, right? So obviously, um I saw that list come out. And I'm like, man, this guy literally has way too much time on his hands to be able to. <laughs> and again, like I'm a huge college, you know, football, like just like fanatic, and I can if I meet somebody if I'm like I was in the Bahamas and someone said, oh, I live so and so, I'm like, oh, so you must be an Aggie fan, right? So wherever they're located at, I kind of correlate it with college football because it's just. Yeah. It's, no it's a conversation, it's a conversation piece, right? So then you start talking and things like that. But for you to come up with some of these schools, like literally I would have had no idea. Like some of those schools even existed. Cause well, again, <laughs> I've got a pretty big,
4: you know, base of, you know, fans that I kind of talk to a lot on Twitter fans from yeah. every single school. And so I get input from, from these fa- from these fan bases, you know?
5: Mm-hmm. So,
4: I, you know, I, I like with like best. Re- I, I put out like a best restaurant list in every college town. I have not been to every college town, so I, you know, I'll reach out to someone from Oregon to get the best spot in Eugene. Um, so that's kind of how I, I get those lists. People think I just
1: randomly I just, you know, you throw Google darts it. to the board, yeah, or
4: just go to Yelp <laughs> and pick the top top thing. Sometimes I do with Alabama. I don't know if you've noticed. I really like to mess with the Alabama fans and. And uh, give them a hard time because they're so there, good at football. You got to find something else to pick on them.
2: They're another, they're <laughs> another kind of uh, inbred situation, I, I believe too. You know. Yeah, we all got them
4: week one, man.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. you, know, you know, and again, we could talk about this till we're blue in the face. At the end of the day, Alabama is still Alabama. Is it a prime time opportunity to play Alabama right now? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Starting a, I don't want to say a true freshman, but a, a kid who's never played college football. You know. Pretty much a whole new offensive line, besides two guys. Defense is kind of depleted. Like if there was ever a time, like you don't have Najee Harris, you don't have Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, or you know the list goes on and on. Yeah. Like, and Miami's always been that team over the last couple of years, whether it would be LSU or going against Florida, where we've always been like the immature or the young team. To where now Miami is that you know mature team.
4: team. Correct.
2: Yeah. So again, I think the leadership that we have. Obviously, I think King is going to be playing in that game. I think he should be high 90%, you know, ready to play that. And I, and I think that, you know, brings a lot to the table. And, again, I think if you put Bryce Young on his back a few times, you know, maybe he starts to think a little bit too much, make some mistakes. So we'll see. But this is definitely an opportunity for Miami. Again, do I think you win? Hell, yeah, I think you win. I'm not oh, going to say that we're not. That. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. right? And, again, if you do lose, don't lose like you lost to Carolina. Don't lose like you lost to Clemson. Like act like you you're, you're made to play in that game. That's that game doesn't make or break your season. It's moving forward into the ACC. Bird, I know we're up against the break. Uh, take us a break. When We come back. We'll be we'll be right back with the big game boomer.
3: All right, you are okay. listening to the Gang Gang Radio Show here on SiriusXM XM Slam Radio, channel one forty five. We'll be back in
1: a moment.
6: Yo, what's up? Maybe this is Tootunga by Loi. Yo, Sway
1: Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker. Everyone. What's up? This is Grock, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio, Radio.
7: Serious XM. Yeah.
8: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze.
9: Good morning, amigo.
6: Hey Amen. Look, if they pick up Tua nigga Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't You I don't call if,
1: him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you
6: want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100 percent sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola.
3: Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins.
6: How can you get that name so perfect? Tua nigga
3: Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga vailoa.
6: Tunga vailoa. Tunga vailoa. Tunga vailoa. Tunga vailoa. Tunga
3: Viloa. That sounds much better that way.
9: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
1: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la la caballota, la
9: reina y saludo a mi
2: gente
0: de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM One Four Five Slam Radio.
2: All right, we're back, everybody, on the Kane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel One Four Five Slam Radio. Or chopping it up with your favorite your favorite guy on Twitter who likes to get you your blood boiling, uh, <laughs> Mr. Big Game Boomer. And again, I say that in a joking manner, but in all reality, like I see some of the comments, and I'm like, wow, these people really are flipping their lids oh, yeah. over over Dude, a post. <laughs> if if
4: you think those are funny, you should see the DMs that I get. <laughs> I mean, if I posted some of those and you know as a tweet. People would just die laughing. They are hilarious. You know you should.
2: I don't see why you <laughs> right. like, at the end of the day. like yeah. just
3: do that, it. Should, that should be a list in itself. Now, you can take the <laughs> school out, but you can say, hey, the top 10, like, you know, that I've, that have, that have, people that have slid into my DMs here. Oh, it's and tra- just It's and just posting without, an, with, you know, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. This is crazy. Dah, dah, dah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: It's hilarious.
3: It is funny. I've seen some like I think you've probably been retweeted by you know five or six head coaches of different programs, right? I mean, I saw Gus Malzahn. Uh, more than
4: that, I mean, oh, wow. yeah, Gus Malzahn, Shane Beamer. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean a, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of Gary Patterson. Wow. Um,
3: another, I like remember uh,
4: Zach John. Yeah, Gary Patterson. He's a class act. I respect what that man does down there. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a great is. coach.
3: Well, speaking of these lists, you've actually produced one for us specific to Miami here, so we uh, yeah. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at this. Let me uh, let me pull it up on the screen here and see what you got. And don't worry, this one this one this one won't won't incite rage in everybody like uh, like other ones. But uh, but what Boomer did here is he ranked (laughs) our opponents uh, from the most difficult to the least difficult. So I don't, you know, we were kind of looking at this, and I think we have you know some different opinions, but you know, what stands out what stood out to you as far as our schedule to, to start off here
4: well so the you know the alabama game you know obviously is a no brainer that's number 1 um you know that, that's what, what happens in me. that game
3: i'm just kidding
4: <laughs> <laughs> so so what happens i mean what happens if if miami goes out there gives it their all it's a close game you know you, you know that's kind of a rewarding win even though you lost but if they go in there and you know lose by 30 or 40 points the game next week against app state is what i think is will be one of the most difficult games for miami because they're going to go in there app state is gunning already has that game circled on their map or on their calendar and uh if if miami goes in there you know not ready to play app state can beat them yes um so that's why i had app state at number three
3: and they're their fans see uh, you know their fans hate us, by the way.
4: <laughs> oh, <I> mean,
5: really?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We played but me, up there. Well, let me say, so we played them in 2016, and it was all kinds of trash talking. Like, oh. they literally were going to hand us that, that L, right? And then, literally, I think it was the second play. Yeah. Like, Mark Walton went 80 yards on them. And then, you know, Brad Kier to Amon Richards literally lit him up. I think it was, like, 45 to 10 maybe at the end of the game. Um, so, <clears throat> so, I agree with you. I look at the App State as a trap game, right? Um Based it's on a how tra- I'd
4: say classic trap game
2: and yeah. w- whether Miami yeah. wins at Alabama or loses at Alabama, I think if Miami wins at Alabama, their head's going to be so far, they probably crack maybe the top 10, you know, if, if they have a decent performance now it's, this is where like we were just talking about, I feel like this is where the maturity and the veteran leadership at the university of Miami, like the Derrick Kings, maybe the Cam Harris's. I'm going to throw another name at you, a Charleston Rambo who, who's oh, yeah. been there, who's been there before say, listen, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's take it one game at a time.
4: Yeah, no doubt. You know, yeah.
2: Again, so now obviously you had Charleston Rambo last year. I saw what he did against Florida. Um, literally, you know, the, the kid's good. The kid's got the good. I think I think he's so much better than like Jaden Hazelwood and you know people like that at Oklahoma. I don't know why he decided to hit the portal. I don't know if there was something internally going on there. Um, but I'm gonna say thank you for allowing him to hit the. Yeah,
4: portal. no, I'm glad. I'm glad he found a good good spot. I mean, definitely yeah. landing at Miami. With a, with a great quarterback is a definitely a great landing spot for Rambo. I'm happy for him, you know, the Look, transfer portal these days. I mean, it just, it is what it is guys,
2: you know, it's, completely, on it's completely changing. It's completely yeah. changing college football. I mean, why yeah. even offer people scholarships anymore? Cause again, these kids, they want to sign a scholarship. Next thing you know, the LOI six months into it. Oh, I don't like it. I'm going to go somewhere else. Like where is the NCA going to crack down and say, listen, man, you, you know, if, if you're going to go and sign an LOI, I think you have to be at least a minimum there three years. You know, you want to hit, like, that's why you have your graduate transfers, right? You have put in the time, then you want to move forward. These kids are just making it so, the NCAA is making it so easy for these kids to not put in the effort or put in the work. And if they're not getting any playing time, hey, I'm just going to transfer. Now I understand if maybe your position coach that you signed on to decides to leave, right? Okay, Yeah. that's, yeah,
4: then that's a better excuse if, right. you know, he, they, yeah, I, I understand that. Um,
2: but they're just literally, the portal is changing. And we've been very, very well re- re- reciprocated and represented pretty well through the portal. Um, well, yeah, you got,
4: we, I mean, both really OU and Miami have done well in the transfer correct. portal. I mean, gosh, Baker and Kyler were both transfers. I mean,
2: yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we've been benefiting, obviously, you know, King and, and Bubba, um, KJ Osborne, Jose Borgalis. you know, Tyreek Tri-
4: Stevenson. I think Tyric. he's going to have a good year this year. Correct. Yeah.
2: Um, let me talk to you about game number two, North Carolina. I, I, and yeah. I don't think I don't even think this is a close game. I think to me, Carolina should be down like eight or nine because again, really? they lost both running backs, both receivers, tight end. Who's Sam Howell going to throw to? And again, they don't have Carter or Williams to run the ball. Now, don't get me wrong; they show, they'll probably still have. They've athletes.
4: got. Uh, they Chandler. They've got uh, Ty Chandler, that uh, running back from Tennessee that transferred. I think he's a pretty good good guy but you're right they've lost a they've lost a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball i just i have you know good faith in sam sam howell i think he's a he's a great player and uh you know i think he'll keep it he'll keep it close
2: he's definitely a mobile quarterback that game honestly hurts miami too like our linebackers because we run this striker thing our linebackers are usually out of position um taking bad angles so a mobile quarterback can really you know disrupt miami's defense and, and gash him as well
4: I think yeah, I think linebacker this year is Miami's biggest you know question mark going into the season. Jordan our our entire sure.
3: our entire fan base agrees there. <laughs> well, Just because we you know we watched North yeah. Carolina <laughs> fancies for you know seven thousand four hundred and sixty five yards on the ground <laughs> in a single game. At least that's what it felt like. Well, you know, I just yeah, watched, that
4: game was just. I, a,
2: I just watched a spring game earlier today, and I think Carolina scored again. So. I just
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game was.
3: Ooh. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. that was a rough one for us, man. That's that's for sure. But you know, I do want to ask you. You know, you got the Florida State game seventh, and yeah, you know, this one's hard for me to place because you know the rivalry in that always tells you that no matter what, that's going to be a strong game. But we look at our uh, we you know we look at our rivals from the north, man. And I mean, they are so depleted on the offensive line, um, and they have no defensive line. I mean, heck, their their O line is so bad they gave a D line that you'd say is probably a bottom bottom third. Of, and the, and the ACC division, they they gave they gave up thirteen sacks to that D line in their spring game,
2: so you know when your you're playing with a quarterback with one leg, oh, you can do
4: yeah, I, I have them at seven, just mainly because it's a rivalry game, and yeah. you just never know, you never know what can happen in a rivalry game. Um, uh, how,
3: how many games do you think they win this year,
4: Florida State?
3: <sighs> yeah, uh, I know we don't have the schedule up right now, but four, I don't have them. I don't have them in five
2: hundred.
4: Yeah, I, I would say six and six at best, you know, is their ceiling. <laughs> Four and you know, I mean, it's just crazy talking about Florida State like that. I yeah. mean, man, how far they have fallen. Um,
2: well, I, we, I, no, go, go ahead. Go. I, was saying, I know we talk a lot about Miami, right? But what is what is your perspective and what are you looking for as far as OU and and Spencer Rattler? Because there's a lot of hype with Spencer Rattler. And let me ask you this question in particular, because it just came up. Um, Something I saw on Twitter the other day about Spencer Rattler charging like $150 for his autograph. Right. Yeah. Do you think that this whole NIL completely changes how student athletes, and I'm still going to consider them student athletes, treat fans?
4: Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I think the, the whole, you know, amateur athlete thing has completely changed. Now, do I think that these guys should be able to make money off their name, image and likeness? No doubt. Um, But for college football, the whole landscape, it's completely changed. I mean, I saw where like Texas A&M's running back Isaiah Spiller, like got paid like $10,000 to do an interview or Bryce Young, the quarterback for Alabama has already made like a million. He's a millionaire. Hasn't played a snap yet at Alabama. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. The, the kind of the money real, these guys are going to get
3: yeah the the real test is going to be when arch manning comes in too because you know that's that's the generational quarterback prospect where he's the first guy who's really going to go through the entire recruiting process with nil as a factor in it right and yeah. I mean, the kid can go anywhere you know i mean we know he's probably going to go to you know one of the yeah, sec goals. yeah i mean he's, that guy's definitely sec bound i mean you know
4: <clears> lincoln but, riley may snatch him you never know uh, Dude, if if,
3: if if he does, I'm 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 done, man. Because look, if, if you know, there's a lot of like undebatable, like everybody's like position. You, right? And, yeah. You know, we, we even we were exchanging DMs, and you talking about how passionate Miami is about tight end you because you know it's un it's it's unquestionable that Miami is number one tight end you. Oh yeah, same Florida, thing with Oklahoma. Is Florida? Florida,
4: Florida fans will fight you guys to the death though about tight end you.
2: Yeah, because they had one yeah. receiver going in the top. It's, funny that, yeah, to use that you, it's funny that you use the word death and tight end. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah Florida, I, I, I don't want to yeah. bring that one up. Just, Forgot yeah. about that guy. Yeah, <laughs> but that no. One out there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this, uh, uh, Boomer. So obviously, when we when we have guests on the show, we like to do some some rapid fire questions, and you know, kind of yeah. get some some input on like what you feel as obviously as a fan. Bird, you want you want to conduct the rapid fire? Yeah, let's let's go. Let Get it me go up. up. I'm, I'm ready. ready. Let's do <laughs> it. So, so all
3: right, so we're we're gonna start off with a little, little easy, and then we'll be, you know, if you don't want to answer, man, you you can pass on it. But uh, all right, I'm all
4: good. Let's go. All
3: right, Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield?
4: Baker Mayfield.
3: Baker, big Baker Easily. guy. Huh?
4: I got the jersey. I mean, I was at school when he was there. I mean, did dude, you was- did you
3: go? Did you go crazy when he planted that flag?
2: You know, I don't, I don't oh
4: know yeah, man, that was th- that. Yeah, I mean, I need to get a, I need to get a picture of that somewhere in here. That was legit. Now
2: again, yeah, yeah. that is le- like legit, like mantra. Like I have complete respect for somebody who says, I don't care what stadium I'm in, I own this. I'm gonna own this exactly. field. I'm gonna plant it right here. Like, yeah, I got, I got respect for
4: that. His swagger and just the way he care. You know, I mean, he he's an OU favorite. I mean, you ask any OU fan, they'll tell you Baker Mayfield
3: nice All right, Bert. so, so let, let's keep it going with that quarterback team josh heupel or jason white
4: josh heupel, heupel definitely okay. uh yeah. gotcha well gotcha. Gotcha. Bert, before
2: you, let me let me throw this one at him real quick baker mayfield baker mayfield or spencer rattler
4: Ooh, Baker, ooh, ooh, ooh. Baker Mayfield.
2: Oh, I just wanted to just yeah. want to clarify. Okay, good. <laughs> Spencer, I
4: mean, he's our QB, but I mean, Baker Mayfield, man, he was guys. A I like
2: I like Baker. Correct.
4: Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I like his I like his swagger. I mean, look, the U's known for swagger, and
3: and Baker's he, definitely got, got that swag. He's doing it in the pros
4: too, man. Yeah.
3: All right. <laughs> who Who is the most argumentative fan base when you post the list? Like, who comes back at you the hardest?
4: God, it just it really depends on who I what fan base I target. I mean, really, every every. <laughs> Every so kind of so you do
3: target them a little bit, right? Yeah, I've
4: kind of got a little <laughs> thing with Alabama fans and Clemson fans. Um I'd say Georgia fans, definitely. Um okay. yeah, they they really got they got so mad at me one time they like went and found a picture of me online and posted it <laughs> and were like it was a picture of me and my sister at, at know you game and they were like just like ah, we found this picture of you and I was like, all right. Cool guys. <laughs>
3: Thank you. That's, a, really, that's yeah. a weird flex, but okay, yeah. good for you, you know?
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: All right, All right so rate the Cotton Bowl as a stadium on a scale of one to ten.
4: As like? Negative two? Um, as a stadium, I mean, the place is not in the greatest condition, but, it, <laughs> I mean, it's a bucket list uh, game. To OU Texas, you got to go, even if you're not a fan. Go to Just the Texas the State Fair. Yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. awesome. Um, so –
2: We talk about bucket lists all the time or as far as doing things. So Bert and I, like we want to do the Iron Bowl. Like we want to do the Army-Navy game. Like those are things I would love to do, like the Red River, you know, shootout. I would love to go to that, you know. Yeah.
4: No, yeah. The bucket list. Yeah.
2: And I tell like, you what, I would definitely be wearing all orange
4: and green. It'd be no hesitation. <laughs> all right, that's that's fun. Yeah. No burn orange. Yeah, no burn orange. Okay. Yeah, no
3: burn orange. I, I want to go. I want to go to that. Uh, I want to go that Army Navy game, but I'll be the only guy in there dressed up wearing <laughs> Miami stuff in there. You know, <laughs> you really stand out. No but, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so who has better barbecue, Oklahoma or Texas?
4: Who? um, <laughs> Texas. Um Hands wow. down. Okay. I, I mean, uh, the state of Texas. I mean, yeah. Um, their barbecue is <laughs> not the school. Yeah, not the school. <laughs> I mean, Austin is a great college, great college town. They've got great barbecue, so I, I'll give them that. They can have that moral right. victory.
3: So here's here's the last one. Okay, so you have to go and spend a weekend and go to a game with uh with your rival's super fan. You have to pick between Matthew McConaughey or Garth Brooks. Who are you hanging with?
4: Oh. <laughs> well, my wife would say Garth Brooks. Of course, because uh, she a, went to OSU. But I would say I would say McConaughey. Uh, me and him, we'd we roll up in a one of those uh, Lincoln Navigators, uh, one of, like like in those commercials. And yeah. uh, he seems like a pretty chill dude. He right. had fun, fun I
2: think I'd have fun watching the game with him. All right, so I, I got one for you. Obviously, I'm sure you go to OKC from time to time, correct? Yeah. Better place to eat, Mickey Mantles or Toby Keats?
4: Ooh. Uh, Mickey Mantle's, but 100%. it's going to cost you like an extra 150 bucks
2: for a <laughs> Toby Kiso, but Toby, Toby Keith is not as great
4: right? though. Yeah. To, I love Toby Keith's. It's a great spot.
2: So I know we got about a minute and a half bird. So let me tell you a quick story. When we went up there in 07 for the game, we ended up eating at Toby Keith's in the, in the afternoon. And then at nighttime, we wanted to go to, there we go. We wanted to go to Mickey Mantle's at night. We couldn't get it. We couldn't get reservations at Mickey Mantle's. So we ended up going back to Toby Keith's later on the, the night before the game. Literally had to be like 300 people waiting outside. <laughs> I walked up to the front and I'm like, the, the the two servers that we had during the day were actually the host at, at nighttime. And I'm like, man, y'all got to hook us up, man. You know, we were in here early. Obviously, we're in orange and green. Everybody else is in like maroon and white. And the girl's like, oh, man, the only table we have is Toby Keys. And it's like rope behind a rope and it's all cowhide, you know, <laughs> like, you know, bench seats up there. I'm like, come on, man, hook us up, literally. Undid the rope, took us up. We got to sit in Toby Key's bench seat up on top <laughs> and no, inside Toby wasn't. Key's. It was it was really a phenomenal opportunity, man. It was just a, an opportunity to uh, sit there and enjoy. Had a great time with OU fans. And obviously the game wasn't what we expected. But, hey, it is what it is.
3: So. Yeah,
4: it is what it is. Cool place to go for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely good. Speaking of
3: those pictures of it uh, at Oklahoma, you look at this one right here, man. There you go. You're running the fly route there, man. Bro, bro, I
2: was gone, bro. You deep, deep. Just throw it. I look like Rambo out there. So...
4: That's a great picture. Oh, oh.
3: So, so we're we're coming up uh, on the end here, though. But Boomer, what's what's uh, what's Oklahoma gonna do this year, man? Yeah,
4: I'm gonna sound like a homer, but uh, I think we're gonna win a playoff game and make it to the national championship. I don't know if we'll win nice. it, but I think I think this is the year that we win a playoff game, nice. um, yeah. just because I think our defense is actually better than our offense this year.
3: Yeah. So I was actually I was actually going to say that, and, and I know you're probably going to think this is a little you know like crazy of me to say, but uh, I'm not the biggest Rattler fan. I, I know what it, I yeah. don't know what it is about him, but I think he's I think he's kind of overrated, man. And I don't I don't mean that I, disrespectfully,
4: but no, I mean I I I think he's a great talent, but I think he's certainly got room for improvement for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool.
2: All right, well, listen, we have to go to break here on the Kangang Gang Radio Show. Obviously, we're going to get in trouble if we go too much over our time allotted. Boomer, hang out with us real quick. We'll be right back, and then yeah. uh, we'll finish up with you. Uh, listen to the Kangang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look
3: what I
0: found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
9: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM
7: 145,
5: Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, Friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
8: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
6: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique
1: Santos, 1249, 9
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: We're back for the third segment here on the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio, chopping it up with the dirty bird as always. Also, we got big game boomer boomer sooner. And uh yeah. listen, <laughs> it, it's been a great, it's been a great you know, two segments so far going into the third, and you know, you know, looking at those couple pictures back in 07. First of all, I think I was about 40 pounds lighter than I am today. Um, I was <laughs> I was probably running like if I was running a hundred over there, I'm not sure what I was doing, but the opportunity just to go on college fields and obviously you can see people in the background. Like, so they didn't care that we were there, but like, man, just, just an awesome experience to be in Norman, um, being able to go see the stadium, obviously watch the game, uh, but to get on the field, right? Like uh, those
4: are some, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Those are some things that you never, ever get to do right. As a college fan, like, Oh man, I get to get on that field. But the stadium being right in the middle of campus, like people use that as a cross, like a crosswalk. That's, yeah, that's
4: what I was about to say. Like uh, when I was a student there, I'd park in the parking lot, you know, on the other side of the stadium. And I'd literally cut through the stadium every day to go to class.
2: Really it's crazy. cool. I don't think yeah. a
4: lot of schools do that.
2: So the University of Florida has their stadium open as well. And a lot of people at the University of Florida, and again, I don't know why I'm even mentioning the University of Florida. But the <laughs> University of Florida um, – <laughs> Like literally, people work out there. So the stadium opens, I think, at eight in the morning, and it closes at like eight eight, 8 p.m. But people yeah. use it to exercise, run, you know, run the stairs, you know, run the stadium, and um, it's cool to be able, to, like, especially a small college town. Obviously, the University of Miami doesn't have a, their own stadium; we leased the stadium from the Hard Rock, right? So yeah. we wouldn't have that opportunity. But we went to oh, we went to Ohio State um, in 2010. And I was able to get on the field, like on the 50-yard line at Ohio State as well. So, really? um, I, I got to go on the field in Nebraska. We went out there in 2014. So, those are always like my bucket list. Is like, you know, trying to get to the stadium, get there today the early, and be able to get on the field and take a picture on the field. Like, that's that's pretty cool when
4: you. That's awesome that you've been to some some marquee places for sure.
2: And, and we've lost almost at every one. So, <laughs> I
4: <don't know. laughs> hey, it's all right. It's I'll check off check off a stadium that you've been to.
3: You're like, Eddie, you're like getting you're like any mush from a Bronxdale, man. Put put him in the bathroom. Oh put him in the bathroom.
2: Gosh. So <laughs> how, how many road games have you been to being a Sooners, a Sooners fan?
4: Um, God, not as many as I'd like to. I, I there was a stint where I lived up in Denver for a while, so it was kind of hard for me to get out to games. Um, I would say, you know, I've been to Stillwater. That, that's a great little uh college town game day atmosphere. I also really like uh TCU down in Fort Worth. That, that's Correct. a cool little I don't know if y'all have been there. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a cool little town. Uh, you know, it's Fort Worth. It's a big city, but T- T- TCU is kind of tucked in there. I've been to Athens uh, quite a bit. I actually grew up a Clemson fan. So wow. I spent a lot of time at Death Valley. And um, so you, you'll see me on Twitter a lot going back and forth with Clemson fans. I like to give them a run for their money. Just because when I was a fan, they weren't any good, and of course, when I go to college and go to OU, you know, they get Dabo and start going on, on this, you know, crazy run where they don't hardly ever lose anymore.
2: So, let me ask you this question: So, I'm not sure if it was last year or a little bit previous when this whole NIL thing came to fruition and it was going to be, you know, kids getting paid for all the stuff. Dabo made a comment that if the college kids ever got paid that he would quit his job. Do you think that yeah. do you think Dabble should honor what he says?
4: <laughs> I mean, I think you he should. But you put I mean, out,
2: he put it out there, right? He yeah, he said, he
4: said I it, will quit my job. I mean, I think did he double down on it yesterday and say, uh, well, I didn't mean that or something? I don't know um, what he said, but to me, yeah.
3: your words, not mine, man. Yeah, yeah, I think
4: he said he said something. Uh, he, I think he was trying to talk it down yesterday at the media. Uh, Day for ACC, but yeah, it's completely changed since he said those made those comments for sure. I wouldn't have said that if I was a head coach.
2: (laughs) I mean, there's certain things, right? That you just you can't put out there, especially in today's today's era with social media and stuff. Like literally, you can make a tweet, you can take it down in a second. Somebody has already screenshot that, captured it, pinned it, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. Like to me, I think if like if you're supposed to be you know this Christian man, and you know this this guy that honors what he says, bro. Step down, like honor what you said.
4: Yeah, <laughs> man, I, think a, of, co- <laughs> I
2: council, think a lot. a oh, lot of fans man. in
4: the I think a lot of fans in the ACC would be happy about that. Oh, we we'd, we'd wow, be fine sure. with that. Yeah, I mean Clemson's just a powerhouse. God, <laughs> they just true.
3: yeah, yeah. They're they're going, man. But you know, it's it's good to have that in 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 your conference, right? So yeah, you know, speaking of conferences, though, right? Some some news came out today, right? And the schools are. Are dancing around and I know you were all over this with, with yeah. your Twitter account, but what are your thoughts on Oklahoma and or Texas joining the SEC? So
4: you know I'm indifferent. Um if we go to the SEC, great. Um I, I think it's t- tougher to make it to the college football playoff, but you know from a fan's perspective we'll have a lot more better games uh to look forward to. Um but you know I'm more of a fan of the big 12 expanding um, and just adding more teams. Um, I, I've even tweeted out that like, I'd love for UCF and Miami to join the big 12. Um, I think that would be an interesting little combo there to have two Florida teams in the big 12. Um, just because I, I think UCF is a sleeping giant. Once they get in the power five conference or once we expand to the playoffs, 12 team playoff, they're going to, Take off. I I think they're kind of. You guys will hate me to say this, but I, I think they're kind of like the Miami potentially of like the '80s, kind of so, just coming out of nowhere.
2: You know, and, and not to say that I agree with you, but you do make a valid point. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, with Josh Heupel there over the last couple of years, they've kind of built something there. But I think he can only take them so far. Now, getting somebody like Gus Malzahn to come to Central Florida. Obviously, we had Travis Williams come from Auburn to be the linebacker coach, decided to go, hey, take the D.C. coach to reunite with Gus Malzahn. I think, not saying that they're going to get the Miami, Florida State, Florida rejects, but a lot of kids like Central Florida. So they can definitely build something up there. Obviously, I think, are they they the fourth best team in the state? Are they better than Florida State? Not talent-wise, right? Mm -hmm. I think talent-wise, Florida State still has – the upper, you know, edge on a UCF, but I do see UCF climbing the ranks and and, and really causing problems, you know, there.
3: UCF would yeah. slap the teeth out of Florida
4: State's mouth this season if they played. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, man. I, I think UCF. They would.
2: Who's their quarterback? Gabriel, right? It's Gabriel. Dylan, Dylan Gabriel, Gabriel. Yeah. Could I you imagine him against, McKin- him against McKin- him against McKinsey Milton, just like again, <laughs> just. Oh, want God, I want to see. see I want to
4: see these these in-state in, in state matchups between these Florida teams more often. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to, we do too. To see, yeah, UCF against Miami. I'd love to see, yeah, Miami play Florida like every other year or something.
2: I don't want to play yeah. FIU anymore.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We well, right uh,
2: got revenge for that. No, listen, you, you hey. have nothing to gain by playing that game at no. all. Just like no. LaTex. You had nothing to win by going to Shreveport or wherever you went to play LaTex. You should have yeah, canceled that, bull, that game. Yeah. Uh, you should have canceled that bowl game. And just, look, appreciate it. No thank you. And just kept it <laughs> moving. So
3: so that was obviously a dark night in our program. right? <laughs> and I'm going to tell yeah. you right now, like, FIU sold their souls, like gave up their their firstborn children, whatever they did to win that game, because they haven't won a game
4: since. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do, is there much of a fan base down there? Uh, for FIU? For FIU? Yeah. There, are there right. is. I
2: mean, yeah. There is. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. yeah.
4: They're respectful. I mean,
3: you know, and look, a lot of you know, Butch Davis obviously coaches them, and yeah. you know, uh, Kevin Beard, I think, is still over there. Yeah, no,
2: Brandon Harris is there. Oh, Brandon um, Harris, no.
3: Joel Rodriguez, Joel Rodriguez. Who's, been a, who's been with us a bunch, and we love Joel. And you know, they're they're doing good things, man. I've got a a friend of mine um, up in up in this area now. His son just signed on to play there, and you know, he's having a really good experience. So, you know, like, you know, good for well, them. They'll have, yeah. They might
2: have four wins, so. Uh, again, you know, why, why would they why would those schools like OU and Texas p- potentially even think about going to the SEC? Texas has their own contract right now with like, they, they, I mean, literally, what, what are they going to gain by going to the SEC?
4: I think the main reason that Texas wants to go there is because of Texas A&M being in the SEC and getting a lot more of the blue chip recruits in the state of Texas uh, because of that. Yeah. Um, Texas a yeah. I mean Texas a And M has has since Jimbo's been there has been done very well in recruiting in the state of Texas and
2: and I think, outside of Texas yeah they, and, yeah. They, yeah I mean Jimbo they Miami they came to Miami and got uh, they David got a Kirk,
1: well 100.
2: no 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 well I'm talking about at a um, oh. they just got one of the uh, man what is his name whatever they just got a running back out of Central of you know, stud right so yeah and, and I think that's a great point Boomer because again. SEC is going to generate a whole lot more money than the Big 12. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care what you say. And the competition is literally, you take away the Kentucky's and, you know, maybe like the Vandy's and people like that. The SEC from top to bottom is pretty stacked.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in every sport, too, really. Um, yeah. And I just, I think Texas doesn't see it as a level playing field right now for them in AM. So, you know, they want to be in the same conference. And it's kind of funny because AM left the, big 12 because of texas and now you see texas wanting to join the sec to be in the same conference with a and m again it's just a yeah, but
3: they got to balance uh, out those conferences over there in the sec though because if you look at all those teams and you know i think georgia runs away with the east because there's really oh, yeah i
4: mean,
1: yeah, know, the florida, i think For, well yeah I,
4: I think florida is going to finish fourth or fifth this year in the sec I mean, look, they've
3: uh, they lost so much, and yeah. honestly, I mean, look, we've we we watch them. You know, we you know we recruit the same kids, so we're pretty up on who they are. But you know, if, and the one thing I I think that it's crazy they're playing Emory Jones over the kid Anthony Richardson, who's the who's the uh, the backup now this year. I think he's two or three times better than Jones. Really Jones can't throw the ball, yeah. Yeah. you know. So that's what I've heard. They're gonna they're gonna be in a lot of trouble this year. I think. But then you look at the other other teams, you know, Tennessee is an absolute dumpster cool. fire. Vanderbilt's probably going to be in its worst of, uh, you know, worst situation in the past five or six years that it's been in. Yeah. Uh, Missouri, you know, sometimes right. they, you know, they might do a little something. But, you know, all the talent in the SEC is in the West. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you know,
2: Alabama, LSU. Now, again, depending on what LSU does. a A A wild card, man. Yeah, and and I think AM, I think AM ever since Jimbo left Florida State, and I was glad that he left Florida State. But what he's but what he's (laughs) building (laughs) over at yeah, but what he's building at AM, you can't deny it. You know, again, last year they finished fifth. I think they probably should have been able to squeeze in and play in the playoff game at number four. Would they have won, Probably not, but I think that they deserve the opportunity to play in the CFP last year. So talking about the CFP boomer. What is your take on maybe expanding to up to twelve teams?
4: I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I'm a fan of expanding to maybe six or eight, Four, but twelve yeah. is just too many. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think six.
2: I think yeah. six is, is probably that cutoff because anything after six, it's literally like if you're going Alabama against maybe say I'm just don't know who, like a TCU at number seven or number you know like it's just it's not yeah. even fair, right? Like yeah, it's just, it's just gonna be
4: too many games. We're gonna be dealing with the NFL playoffs. Yeah, um, kind of dealing with that. So who knows what day the games are going to be played on? Um, I, I like expanding it to six or eight. I think twelve is way too many yeah. games.
3: Yeah, we've we've all um, been beating this 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 drum of like we want expansion and they put twelve out. And I, I know like, tw-
4: why why jump to twelve? I mean it's got to be just because 12? of the money or something. Yeah, um, like.
3: To me, it's eight or six, right? Because the one thing you got to get is the five conference champions, and then you know maybe an at large or or, or three. Well, that's why I think think... six.
2: I thought that's why I think six is is the the best number because like how many at larges? I mean, a Boise State, you know those those type of teams. You know, Central Florida a couple years ago, they probably they would have got their asses waxed. But I mean, again, (laughs) it's one of those things where you know again. But you put them in there, and then they get waxed. They're not claiming like, "Hey, we're national champions because we beat Auburn and Auburn beat Alabama." Like, so
4: yeah, I mean, I I think eight. You take the five power power five schools, then you take two at large, and then you take the best group of five team. Um, Yeah, that's kind of the way I was. The
3: the group of five thing, man. Like, like you know, like look, we all have opinions on this stuff, right? But you know, the group of five stuff. They just don't play anybody, man. I mean, the, the the level of of talent that you're playing week in and week out is just yeah. it's it's such a big gap. It's different, yeah. I just yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I think I think Cincinnati Houston,
4: that Cincinnati, Cincinnati last team last year probably decent. was decent. decent. I mean, they almost but it's not like Georgia. a coastal
2: Car- Yeah, but it's not like a coastal Carolina. You know, those yeah. type of schools. I mean, yeah. like, look, you you might be able to run the table again. You, you got past who was it BYU last year? That was kind of you know, pretty good. And they, end and they eating, lost you know, to the Liberty in the bull. Yeah. Ring. I mean, come yeah. on, man. Like, honestly, it's one of those things. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, definitely, man. So, well, listen, Boomer, man, we appreciate you taking uh, you know, a good hour out of your time. I know. Nah, you're,
4: I appreciate you know,
2: it, man. Um, we definitely would like to have you back. Maybe like to get you back right before season kicks off. Yeah. No, and, doubt. Just, uh, you know, uh, talk about some other stuff and see, kind yeah. of get a prediction, especially when rankings come out, kind of see where they fall. And uh, we would love to have you on and talk some yeah, stuff about that. No doubt.
4: I appreciate you guys for having me on.
2: Yeah, can you tell fun. everybody you tell everybody where they can find you at on Twitter and IG? Yeah, I'm that. Uh, at
4: that Big Game Boomer uh, on Twitter. Uh, I've got i I've got I'm starting a show here in a week or so. Um so if you can find me on YouTube as well and subscribe, uh, going to have a good time, going to have, you know, players, coaches, media folks on there. Good. Just talking ball like with these guys, so it yeah. should be fun. Good stuff. So, Bert,
2: yeah. I got one, I got one other question. So, Ricky Williams or Adrian Peterson?
4: Adrian Peterson, man. Hey,
2: Peter. Come on. Hey, don't
4: even. Don't even. <laughs> that's hey, even
2: <laughs> oh. Adrian
4: Peterson. Oh, man. Adrian oh, Peterson was a, a, freak. a completely other level. I mean, that for dude, He was a freshman. List. He was a yeah. freshman. And I remember him. running over guys. Yeah.
3: You know, I looked at the, uh, like, you know, now that uh, the Cam Akers went down, I uh, looked at the list of people to replace him. And you see two names on there that jump out. And they are Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore. And those guys. <laughs> those guys you know, have been playing uh, since private, I was in man. middle school. I love, it. I love it, man. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, good, good. Well, big game, Boomer. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Enjoy the rest of your night, man. And, uh, you know, keep tweeting away, man. And we'll keep following you. And we'll oh, yeah. tweet back at you. So, uh, we're going to go to break here in the Kangang Radio Show, listen to uh, The Bird, my, myself, and Big Game Boomer. We'll catch you guys in a minute. All
4: right. Thanks, guys. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go.
6: This is Tootung by Lua. Yo, Sway Calloway. This
1: is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker. Everything. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio Serious XM.
7: Yeah.
8: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Good morning, amigo.
6: Hey Amen. look, if they pick up Tua Manuel Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It does. You I don't call if, him
1: that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to
6: call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Manuel Alapola.
3: Tunga Vailoa is the next
6: quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigamano Alapola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. (laughs) Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. that sounds much better that way.
9: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back
0: with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
1: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
9: Hola mi gente,
5: ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva,
0: la potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuerpo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM
2: 145 Slam Radio. Alright man, we're back here in the second hour of the Kane Gang radio show with your boy Dirty Birds for DC. Just kicked it with a great hour with the Big Game Boomer, sooner, you know, talking all kinds of things, man. Listen, what a great, great interview. What a, what a great type of content that that guy pushes out as far as just making crazy lists of different things and getting fan bases fired up,
3: right? I love it. I love, I love how people get fired up because you know the same people that will that will go and talk, call them crazy when you put their school on top for something, are gonna go out and retweet that and be like, oh yeah, you see us, you see us, you know.
2: Well, I wonder (laughs) this is just speaking hypothetically and I probably shouldn't even bring this up. I wonder if he's gonna bring something up about Avante Williams. Mm. Bro, Unfortunately, another potential, you know, I don't wanna ever see use the word superstar because a lot of these kids they're just they never pan out, right? So you the kids never even played a down at the University of Miami and is dismissed from the team.
3: Sucks, man. I mean look, uh, you know, the the circumstances were awful i mean anytime you hear that that type of situation happen you know and and really the sad part is when these things happen you only hear about it when it's a when it's a famous person doing it but it happens all too much you know across the you know across the world and across the country man so you know um but you know I, i will say this i mean you know if you are an athlete high profile high school athlete You know, any member of a college team, any member of a professional team, you got to have the awareness and the control uh, in a situation to know just when to just walk out of there, no matter what the other person did, no matter what they said, you know, no matter the situation, you got to know just to to, to walk away and leave the situation, man. And I know that's easy for, for me to say as a talking head on the other end of this thing, man, but you know um you got you got to do like uh like what's his name uh, haskins uh did the uh, did a couple weeks ago man <laughs> you know he
2: whoa listen got it <laughs> you ain't going to get me on this i mean you you can't be pulling ray Rice's, you know for 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 situations yeah. and, and listen and, and to his defense right like again don't know all the circumstances don't know all the um logistics into it who knows maybe and, and do you want to get the benefit of that absolutely but you know Maybe it was self-defense. Maybe she kind of, you know, went at him. Like, those are things that you just don't know. But I never think that it's right. So let me ask you this, bro. At any point, if if your wife, your girlfriend, your mom, your sister, whoever the case may be, Lily starts to just throw blows at you, at what point do you defend yourself? Or do you defend yourself? Just just, just asking.
3: You know, um, I mean, you know, I would never say to like, you know, go off and cold cocker, you know, or punch or anything like that. But I mean, you know, I think, I think, you know, kind of restraining somewhat, maybe, maybe okay. I mean, you know, it's tough. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, when, when my wife and I do disagree, you know, it never gets anywhere, even remotely close to that level or, you know, even has hints of it. So, you know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed in that with an amazing woman, but, you know, um man, it's it's tough to say what you do in that what you do in that situation. But you know, I, I think the only thing that 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 you probably can do is 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 have the wherewithal to just walk away, man, or just just leave the situation. You know, well, and,
2: and this is where I feel like: where is your teammates? Where is your leadership? Like, like obviously, the kid's in a situation where, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, I think he already has. Uh, three kids. I'm not sure if this was going to be his fourth kid, potentially, if this individual was, you know, uh, a lady carrying, you know, his child or, or, but it's, you're 19, 20 years old with, you know, situations where I'm like, wow, man, like where, where is the, the parental figures in these kids life? Where are the coaches at? You know, maybe the kid needs some help. I mean, obviously you and I talked about this in the past, as far as Avante. I never thought that the kid would step foot or even on the field. Obviously yeah. there was some some situations there that uh you know potentially you know had some injuries and I never thought that he was step field on the field anyway. And then again, it doesn't really hurt you because he's never really done anything. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I'm,
3: I mean his his career ends up just being, you know, one one spring where he showed some flashes, man. So, you know, the the good news about what uh you know, what Manny is building. I think, you know, th- th- for the first time in a long time, I feel like we have some good depth, right? So even losing him, right, you still got G. Hall back there. You know, you still got – uh Gerdin's
2: probably going to be your starter beside Bubba Bolden, right. I would think.
1: And everybody
3: know. everybody penciled in, you know, Tay to that role, though, just because he had a strong – well, a strong uh, spring, according to rumors, right? Nobody saw it. Nobody saw what he was doing. So, you know, look – uh, you know, on this, I wish the best for the kid. I really yeah, do, no man. Doubt. You know, um, we don't know the situation. None of us do, right? Um, but um, but if he needs you know, help,
2: you know what? If he needs help, get him the help that he needs.
3: Whether yeah. it's,
2: whether it's anger management, whether it's you know maybe a, a low case CTE already. You know who who knows? You know, yeah. you just want the best for both parties. Um, obviously, nothing really you know dramatic or drastic happened in this situation. I mean again this is where you know who rallies around him at this point. You know does no. his teammates rally around him does his coach? I think Manny did the right thing until everything gets you know figured out. Like you're you're showing leadership. Man, man I'm I'm referring to Manny. Manny you're showing leadership. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's not like you're doing stuff back up and you know when you're in Tallahassee, oh you did this, I'll just go run some stairs, you know what I mean? So at yeah. least Manny's taking responsibility. Now speaking of tallahassee listen man all all like football aside you know you hear something where you know someone like bobby bowden legendary coach you know um it's tough i mean but listen at the end of the day that that's that's life right that's reality it's it, it stinks you know alive. Alive. yeah man you know last month we you know we find out coach rick has parkinson's um you know it's like Again, growing up, Bobby Bowden was a staple. He was a legend, you know. And, yeah. you know, again, being, for me, being a a born-again believer, per se, um, being a Christian, uh, and, again, that's why I really like Coach Rick as well, like just the, what they stand for, what they stand on. They don't waver on that. And to hear him say, hey, I'm at peace, because, again, I don't want to try to get religious or anything like that, but, like, when you understand what the Bible teaches um, as far as eternity and that's where he's talking about. He's at peace with that. Um, I, I respect him for that because you know what he knows. Yeah. He knows what the what his you know end goal would be based on his faith and his beliefs.
3: Yeah, you know, and look, we I think I think you know almost every Miami fan hates the Florida State brand, hates Florida State, right? Yeah. You know, but it, but through a rivalry sense. Um, but you know, one thing is, is is I will always have a lot of respect for for Bowden. I think oh, he God. he stood for. Um, you know, so many great things. I mean, you know, he he put a lot of uh, put a lot of good good people out in this world, man. I mean, as far as you know, mm-hmm. players that went out and did great things in the NFL. You know, uh, Derek Brooks, uh, uh, work done. You know, those are guys that that I mean, you know, hey, they may have played for our rival and everything, but you know, I have the they utmost respect, respect yeah, for them. And, and I think Bobby probably had a lot to do with the shaping of them as as men in a, in a really performative time of their lives, man. So, you know, I give him all the respect in the world. It's it's sad to see him go. Um, you know, anybody, and you know, I I actually really think the the, the fan base and our fan base. Has handled that with class. I didn't see yeah. a single negative yeah. comment. I mean, I'm sure somebody probably said something, but I don't. I don't follow people who say stupid stuff out there, or, you know, anything really? like that. So
2: I follow. I follow this guy named Dolphin Derek who says stupid stuff all
3: the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Was it? Was this stupid that he said? <laughs> nice, taco. He's over here giving you. He's over here giving you compliments, and
2: you're calling him out. <laughs> <laughs> there's my dog, man. Like, yeah. there, it, there's legitimately people that I I call family, man, and. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that I I would really call family, you know, I kind of get on, I kind of, I, I kick it with him, you know, he came down last week and we went to dinner and, you know, it's always good to see him and obviously, you know, seeing Ethan grow up from when he was little and now Ethan's becoming a teenager and things like that, man. So I see
3: Ethan's been slinging it out there at football camp, man.
2: Uh, yeah, man, he's playing as eight-year-olds running, running nice. the rock, bro. Like, you know nice. what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, give, him, I give him a hard time about that because he yeah. did tweet. He did tweet that, and, and listen, by by looking at the video, and I know we're like way off topic. But That's good. But looking at the video that he's like, oh, you know, Ethan's scoring. I swear those kids look like they were seven years old.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He said whatever. He said – Derek said whatever works, bro. (laughs)
2: Listen, I ain't knocking it, bro. Listen, you you got that six, right? You you know, you scored. So, uh, But on another note, did you see the situation with Brian McFadden and Mike Norvell? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Brian McFadden wants to run his lip concerning – what so, Manny Diaz is talking about for recruiting?
3: I haven't listened to it yet because oh, I've, I've been crazy busy with work. But I did like scroll the comments. I couldn't open it because I was on a conference call. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you know how everybody is on these conference calls, man. I mean, you know, I'm I'm paying attention. I'm doing my job. I promise if any coworkers are listening. But, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you're, you're scrolling, you're reading it and everything. Um, and then somebody posted, and is this, you would know this, is this a true fact that he was 0-6 against yeah. us?
2: Yeah, and if you remember, <laughs> I should I should show the video. I gotta find the clip of Kellen Winslow literally just trucking him going oh, down the sideline. You that'd know, be a good one. Yeah, I just listen. You want to run your living again? He's a local kid from here, from Broward. He went to MacArthur High School. I know his yep. stepdad pretty well. His stepdad works in the electrical, uh, you know, kind of supply houses. So I've known him for for quite a while. Um, but there's just certain things you just listen. You want to have your coach on, listen, you know, hype your coach up, talk about recruiting, but little, you want to start like, you know, shots fired and start running your mouth. like bro. Lily, you did nothing when you were at Florida state.
3: Yeah. I mean, and, and look, you know, I actually, I had a had ACC network up on the, uh, on the screen behind me, you know, just uh, during the day and everything Yeah. and their spring game came on today. Uh, and uh, listen, every time I looked on there, like their entire team that was huddled up looked like walk-ons look like you know, skinny little kids out there, man. And I'm like, dude, these guys are going to get destroyed this year. Like, I mean, you look at games where they had a lot of talent last year before the exodus, and they struggled with Jacksonville State through two and a half quarters in that game, right? Right. You know, now with the massive exodus of talent there, you know, who's to say that that game's even in the, you know. in the?
2: What talent did they lose?
3: Oh, dude! They they lost all, all kinds of people. I think they have two or three offensive linemen. Um, I could I could pull the list. I don't know all the names know, off I'm the top like, of my head, like, but
2: le- like legitimate talent. Yeah. Who did they lose?
3: Uh, Terry, uh, Marvin Wilson. Yeah,
2: so and Terry was a joke. He didn't do anything. Marvin Wilson didn't. He should have left a year prior. Um, I mean, Marvin I'm Wilson got
3: Marvin Wilson got pumped. I think you know probably the last three times that we played him. But uh,
2: well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when you talk about talent, like. Yeah, I think there's talent there, but nobody lived up to the hype that they were supposed to be. I mean, yep. you got Tamari and Terry, who's I don't know six four, like he's literally getting getting like just gassed by like to Corey Couch and stuff like that, who's you know five eleven. So yep. I, I mean, when you look at the 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 influx of people that go to Florida State, now did you see that <laughs> Travis Hunter is the highest rated cornerback in the history of rankings?
3: I can't say I disagree with it man. I mean I I haven't seen a weakness in that kid's game, so man. He
2: uh he literally like I think it was like 9.98 and second place was Ted Ginn. Um wow. And and then it, it went down the list, right? Like but it's just he's the highest rated corner ever to be ranked.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So here's some here's some names actually uh for, for guys that have went in the portal for them. Uh AJ Lighton, the safety, uh Deontay Williams, uh Edge Rusher, uh Chaz Neal, um uh Raymond Woody, right? who was a four star kid, James Blackman, right, which we all know, uh we all know him. Um Warren Thompson, the wide receiver, who I mean had just countless issues there. Uh Le-Damian Webb, the running back. Uh, Corey Durden, right, the defensive lineman who was a starter for them for a while. Um, Jaden Lars-Wisby was out of there. Andrew Baselli, Tony Baselli's kid. Cyrus Fagan. So, I mean, you know, uh, James Williams.
2: Of, out of all those guys, you know who I know? <laughs> James <laughs> uh, Black.
3: James Black. Well, DJ Matthews, you know, DJ Matthews, he left for Indiana.
2: Yeah, he scored a touchdown against Miami on the punt return. So, <laughs> I know that
3: yeah. one. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, so these were – but. Even if you know they weren't like all-star caliber levels, these were like starter level was, contributors uh, for them.
2: Was Travis Rudolph on that list? Oh,
3: no, now Tra- Travis and Tamarian are going to be going to be sharing lunch together. I wonder, the I wonder
2: if they're going to be pen pals.
3: <laughs> you, could you imagine? Couple couple wide receivers who wore number fifteen at Florida State.
2: Oh, bro, that's brutal. Yeah. Speaking of 15, again, Avante Williams, just throwing that out there. So.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, you know, I guess there's been good and bad on 15 because Tay was supposed to continue with that 15 for us after, you know, Greg and, and Phillips and, you know, some of the other guys. You're, been, won, well, but...
2: you're forgetting one of the best guys that ever wear number
3: 15. Jaren Williams. No. <laughs> who?
2: Come on, give me some 15 numbers.
3: Oh, man. I hate when Come you on. do this to me and put on. me on the spot, man. Come you... on, bro. Ah, hold on, 15, 15. Ah. I don't have it right now, man. Who you and got?
2: You got Brad Kaya. You got, ah, Michael, yeah. you got Michael Badgley. You yeah. got the Buck Money or- Badger. You got Buck Ortega. Buck Ortega. You got yeah. Kenny, you got Kenny Kelly. Come yeah. on, man. You got to step have. your game up, bird. See,
3: that's the thing, man. You put me on the spot with these things, man. What do you expect me to do? Listen, if you
2: ask me those questions, I'm legitimately ready to go. I know. I, I, I did get sure. I did get a I did get a message today. Um on a, uh, I got an Instagram message from somebody that said, "I'll take a picture with you anytime."
3: Uh, I know where you're going with this
2: one, bro. It actually, made me feel good.
3: The goat, man.
2: Bro, I'm telling you, number 44 is
3: well, yeah. It
2: can be. Listen, you can debate this, right? Like, and, and I, I think we really should put a poll up on this. Who's the best middle linebackers that ever played the University of Miami? People are gonna be like, "Oh, Ray Lewis." No, bro. There's, there's That's no, right. there's no. There's not even a debate when it comes to that position.
3: Dan Morgan like, was an animal, man. Absolutely. I,
2: so I watched the 2000 game, and we have to go to break. I watched the 2000 game today, just a little bit against FSU. My man had forced fumbles, interception, like tackles galore. Like it just he was And then he didn't even play the second half because he had needed IVs. So that's yeah. how that's how amazing that guy was, especially in that game alone. So listen, let's go to break. Uh, You're listening to the Kangang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back in a minute.
0: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
8: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are
7: strong, we
8: are resilient, and we will get
7: through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
9: Good morning, Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM
0: 145,
5: Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
8: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
6: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, that's You know, this is what it's all about.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 194.9,
1: iHeart
0: And now we're back with Pain Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
2: All right, man. Well, welcome back to the Yang Radio Show. Um, a couple of things that were going on uh, this, you know, obviously the last couple of days. days, uh, NBA Finals, you know, finished up. And, uh, hmm.
3: Man, was that a shocker?
2: That? Do you want to talk about that or you want to get into something else? Right, let's,
3: let's do that, man. I know that, you know, we're not scripted on this, man, but what the yeah. heck happened there, man? Like, honestly, like, I was I was all sons and four, man. Sons and four with uh with, after I mean, the first I, two games after the first I mean, two games, I'm like how did they lose four games in a row?
2: That's the hard part. Obviously, uh, even go back to the final, like the, the last game, like they started their shooting was just putrid, right? Yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean. I'm
2: gonna give credit where credit's due. I think Giannis, you know, he 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 completely balled out. Um but I do think that. One of the key acquisitions throughout NBA basketball last year, not not only Chris Paul going to Phoenix, which I think was a phenomenal move, right? But Drew Holiday going to Milwaukee literally man enhanced that team. And then you look at someone like Bobby Portis, you know, you know PJ Tucker. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's just the roles players that just kind of make you.
3: You seen that picture that Portis put up of himself, looking like a Squidward, oh, <laughs> with the big eyes and all? Man, look, oh. just, just like Bobby Portis, man.
1: I get but it. But yeah,
3: yo, respect to that to that Milwaukee team, man, because you know what? That team did what everybody said there was no no damn way that they were gonna do, man, and they pulled through it and they overcame adversity. And Giannis was was exactly he was a freak out there Um, he was dominant Um, you know he took over Uh, and that's that's one thing I thought they were they were missing I didn't think Giannis had the ability to be that you know take over the game type scorer man but uh, he proved everybody wrong man and he willed that team to a championship Um, you know I I think Phoenix deserves a ton of respect for what they uh, you know for what they did this year man I mean they were you know second to worst record two years ago uh, and they've you know fought all the way through it, man. They were red hot in the bubble last year. I don't think they lost in the bubble, but they obviously didn't make it into the playoffs. Um, and then came out this year, made a couple great veteran acquisitions and, and Crowder and Paul. Um, yeah, I don't know. we'll we'll see how things shake out, but that was crazy.
2: i just I just started looking at the calls. I look at calls and I look at momentum swings and I look at things like that, and I look at how. I, I don't care who the player is, but man, these referees are garbage. The way that yeah. these referees like literally call these games, no, yeah. I just don't understand how they can be respected when they did make a call the other night. Gianni's actually picked the ball up and took like three steps and then put it down. They call it travel, right? Great. But he always he always leads with a shoulder. And look, he's a big dude, right? He's a big dude, he's a fast dude, got a lot of talent. But, man, you can't come dribbling in there and just lowering your shoulder and knocking people down and they call a foul on the defensive player. You know,
3: who, you know who else does that every LeBron. single time? No, 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 not even not even LeBron. Who does it, like, blatantly is Paul George every time. I mean, he throws his shoulder into the defender every single time he drives to the hoop. And man. that's a foul.
2: I mean, yeah. I, you know, I listen to – gosh, my I hate to even say his name because he's so annoying, but Jeff Van's going to get He's one of the worst people to listen to uh, on TV. Oh, man. that
3: whole that whole ESPN Mark Jackson is horrible. Like they're just- awful. they it's it, and I think that you realize how awful they are because of how good the TNT crews are and in the oh, N- yeah. inside the NBA crew. Yeah. I mean those those guys are phenomenal, man. I mean Ernie Johnson, you know best best NBA guy in the business, man. Um, you know Shaq and Barkley and Kenny on there are, are awesome, man. But you know the the whole ESPN crew. Um, You know, like, I mean, I think Maria Taylor, I think she does a great job. You know, she just left. left. Oh, did she?
2: I think she went to NBC Sports. And I saw something about that today because there was this big thing before the finals that because Rachel Nichols usually always covers the NBA finals. And there was something that she said, like, like late last year about ESPN and the minorities and trying to get people to push and stuff like that. She didn't say anything negative. Right. But yet she gets kind of scapegoated and yeah. kind of get ran out. And then now Maria Taylor yeah. takes takes a job at NBC or something. Yeah,
3: like. I, th- I think Maria is like one of the bright like stars of, of, of broadcasting these days though. I mean, like, you know, being on college game day, I mean, that's what I was gonna say, like, you know, hey, it's great she's on, you know, NBA for ESPN. But yeah. when I think of her, I, I think of, you know, college game day and interviewing players and being out so, there yeah. and
2: not, being not part a, of it, man. Yeah, but to me, like, you know, you go back to Aaron Andrews, you know, people who really kind of first got you know, involved in that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, t- today's media department is literally, if you look at across the board, you watch ESPN like on sidelines, there's literally all female reporters now. Like yeah. You don't, you don't really see um who's the one guy. I mean, she used to see Todd McShea out there, and you know, different people. Now it's just, you know, female my, galore.
3: My my boy Tommy Luganville does the uh yes. does the sideline, right? Yeah. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's it's few, it's few and far between, man. But. You know, look. I mean, I, I didn't hear the news about about Taylor leaving anywhere, but you know, I mean, you know, I, I think the world of her, man. I think she does a great job on there.
2: No, I think she does a fantastic job. Um,
3: but, but you know, but, but let's let's roll back to this NBA thing real quick because I, I was thinking of something too. You know, the the game. You know, and I mean, I grew up. I mean, I I you know worked in the NBA when I was when I was younger in the late two thousands with an awful Cleveland team. You know, pre Lebron, uh, but. You know, the game back then, man, I mean, you know, it, it was a grind, man. I mean, these guys would like, they would fight it out. They would slug it out. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was a physical game, man. And what it's become right now, I mean, every time you watch it, I mean, it's literally nothing but, I mean, every time down the floor, people are, oh my God, you got fouled. Like, it's horrible. You know, oh, what? What? You know, and like, it, it's just, it, it's, it's awful what it's become because it's just, it's just a three point shooting contest, man. You know, like there's really no defensive integrity in the game uh, because the officials won't let you play defense, right? Um, you know, I mean, it's just it's it's painful to watch, man. That's why you know when you when you watch this and you watch all the flopping and everything, you know, it's not that people that go after LeBron that it's because he's a bad player. It's because you know he, he whines, bro. <laughs> you know, like oh, wow. you're, you're you're the you're the biggest kid on the playground and you're and you're crying to everybody you know like you're the biggest kid you're the most physically dominant and and all you do is cry and whine and complain and that wears thin with people you know because you're bigger and battered than everybody and you know that's i mean that's that's what kills me about this game today man and that's why you know i mean and i know you are on the same page you know but but the whole mj versus lebron debate like it's not even close man Jordan was getting killed back in the day. I mean, absolutely destroyed. You know, the East used to be, you know, when people think of the East now, they think it's weak, man. The East used to be nothing but defense, man, across the board, man. It was tough to go into New York, into Detroit. I mean, Detroit was 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 killer. I mean, they held MJ down for, you know, for three or four years. I think they knocked him out of the playoffs, man. Um, so it, it was a gauntlet before, man, and I mean a gauntlet where they would where you get whooped in there, man. And these days, you know, it's all tic tacs and you know tic tac fouls and you know seven footers well, and you know, three that's, pointers. That's
2: the referees. The referees are allowing that. Yeah. Same thing with like well, it's the whole the league, right? Well, okay, but it's still the referees that are sitting right, there doing they're, it. They're making so, the calls. I agree. I, yeah. Again, just like the whole Gianna thing. Like you, when when the team when the, when the individuals line up for the free throw line, you got to give them the ball. You can't just give him special treat and let them sit there for 30 seconds. You're literally, I mean, come yeah, on, man. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, at what yeah. point do you step in and say enough's enough? Like, here's the fucking ball. Oh, sorry. That <laughs> but but like, Here's the ball. Sorry, Frank. Say like, like Like we're on the phone, man. <laughs> yeah. But like, honestly, like, here's the ball. And You know, take yeah. your three dribbles and shoot it. Like, why yeah. are you giving preferential treatment so to these guys? It's a free throw. And then if you have a 10-second rule, why aren't you enforcing that rule? Yeah, like that's the thing that I don't get. You, again, there's no rules that are held up to accountability. Like that the the other day, I, the um, and the Suns lost this game, but there was a steal. Devin Booker had a fast break, ended up dunking on Giannis, and Giannis literally pushed him out of bounds. Like, or when he was in the air, that literally should have been a flagrant foul, one potentially mm-hmm. a flagrant two, in the ejection. It was a, definitely a clear path, but then they called like a late whistle, like like three seconds, like a slap on the pass, and I'm like. Are you kidding me? So let me let me ask you this.
3: So there's a stat out there, and let, let me tell me if you think that there's that there's bias in this stat. But When you hear the number, you're gonna think, yeah, there's almost got to be. So Chris Paul in his last 13 games that he has played, where the guy Scott Foster has been, oh, one hundred percent,
2: oh, and 13,
3: one hundred percent. There's got to be bias in that, man. <laughs> I mean, there's there there has to be, and I mean, you see like Paul visibly like frustrated with this guy and this guy's got the reputation as one of the greatest officials in the game. But, you know, I, I'm telling you, man, I mean, if you got a, if you got a guy who's Owen 13 in your last games against them, you know, and that's, that's carried over multiple teams through a playoff run. There's, there's uh, definitely. But if you watched,
2: game. if you watched on the telecast the other night, if you watched it, they literally showed Chris Paul and, you know, Scott, whatever Foster. His name, Scott Foster, Foster having yeah. a conversation pregame. You know, and it was a good, you know, 20, 30-second conversation. So people were wondering what exactly, you know, was that was that conversation about. Um, I don't know. Listen, do I think that the referees, you know, dictate the outcomes of the game? Absolutely, man. Yeah. Not, as, not as much in, in, in football or in baseball. I mean, umpires can make a – at least they have a review now. But the way that these no. officials call the NBA games – like the guy in the backcourt is calling something all the way down in the yeah. frontcourt, I'm like, how the heck are uh, you even seeing
3: that? Listen, you don't you don't get death threats uh, off off making a bad call in an NBA game, man. We you know we as fans forget about that pretty quickly. Even the most savage of NBA fans, man. But you make a bad call in a game, and you end up like Terry Porter, and your name still runs through the fan base, you know, for for twenty years of yeah. you know. And I know we can we can debate it. And you know, I, I I'm you know, I know your position on that game and mine is very much so. Hey, you don't put the game in the refs' hands, especially when we have that team that we did. So I'm not even mad about that, but a lot of people still are.
2: Yeah. You know. I mean, again, but, if you had instant replay back then, does that go back to does that go up to the booth? Does that get challenged? Does that call get overturned? I mean, there's so many things that you could play out of. And again, just like you know, big game boomer said last night. It seems like ever since that loss, Miami's been on a downward spiral. Obviously yeah. 03 was a decent season. I think we ended up losing two games. Um, you know, we are ranked all the way to number 3. 04, I mean obviously we, you know, down not down, but you know, again beat Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Um, 05, 06, 07 really wasn't good years. 08 wasn't good. You know, again, just really haven't been where we should be yeah. since really 2003,
3: 2004. Do you think we have the talent to be that this year on the roster?
2: I think we have the leadership and I think we have the talent. I, I don't think we'll ever see the talent like we had back then. Sure. I, I just, I, again, I don't think uh, Alabama and Clemson come close, even Ohio state come close to having, you know, if Miami is an eight plus on talent from, from like the 2000, from 99 to 2003, like with the talent wise or 2004, because that's really the last year with Sean and, you know, and Vince and a lot of those guys, you know, going to the draft. Great, but, old yeah. You know, again, when you when you go from there, like I, I would put Alabama and those guys, you know, maybe A minus, B plus, you know, talent wise. Uh, Miami, I think, you know, this year, talent wise, you know, I'd give them, you know, a, a B minus. Um, I think they have talent. It's just a matter of, like, when you look at the running back position, right? Who is and, and like you have a five-headed monster right right now. You have Cam, you have Cheney, you have Knighton, you have Thad. You know you have Cody Brown. Cody Brown, right? Yeah. So, but when you look at that, 0-1 oh, team, 0-2 oh, team, 0-3 oh, team. You know, even the two thousand team, you have James Jackson. You know, you had Clinton Portis, McGahee, Nate Davenport, James Jackson, Frank Gore. You know, I mean, it's just do, yeah. the talent that we have at Miami and running back compared to that talent. No.
3: So let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this in a different way. Yeah. Do you think this is the best collection we of talent that we've had on the roster and our best opportunity since that game in, in Arizona?
2: Um, if I start at quarterback, I think, think Derry King's probably been our best – he's probably the best quarterback we've had since Ken Dorsey. Yep. And again, as far as – now Dorsey, again, he had a lot of weapons around him, right? So it made it easier. But he was just methodical about knowing where to put the ball. Obviously, he – but he still had a great O-line up front that allowed him mm-hmm. to stay upright, not have to worry about, you know, scrambling or – you know, I think maybe his senior year he was only sacked two times or something like that, right? So it's it's a different perspective. But from quarterback position, I think King is has probably been our best – Maybe since Brock Berlin, let me take that away. I think Brock had a phenomenal two two years at mm-hmm. Miami. So, he did. but after that, with Kyle, with Kirby, with you know Jacory and you know, Kirby, Robert, oh. Robert Marv and you know Stephen Morris and Kaya and Malik and Evan and you know who else? I think King King really is is far superior quarterback. Running back wise, again now what we have now i think is comparable to the years with like lamar miller damian Barry, uh Javars james gray cooper you know um uh, mike james you know people like that i think that's kind of a fair assessment because you look at someone like Greg cooper you know i can contribute him to someone like cheney or knight and just a breakaway speed very agile very quick scat back Javars james is kind of like you know what cam harris you know does for us now another donny a don cheney type because i think cam harris and don cheney are very similar backs. Um, people want to sleep on Cam, but Cam's he's a beast. He's fast, yeah. he's got the build, um, he's not as shifty, but he can't move. Um, so okay. again, now receivers, gosh, man, like we just haven't had, you know, I, I go back to even like like Leonard Hankerson and guys like that, like just consistent throughout the board. You know, you knew what you got from from those guys. Uh, you know, even people like Tommy Streeter, you know, he was he was a very good collegiate, you know, receiver. Don't think sure. he got enough. I don't think he got enough burn. Um, sure. You know, Herb Waters, you know, I, again, you look at some of these guys that we have, Alan Hearns. So Philip right. Dorsett, right? So you look at Philip Dorsett, you know, you look at somebody now, who's going to kind of fill that role. Mike Harley obviously is kind of filling that role, but you can also put Dorsett would also be on the outside as well. Yeah, so that's what, what I was
3: going to say. I, I think a Dorsett on the outside
2: and Harley on the inside. Well, because, you know, again, Philip constructs stretch the field, crazy yeah. speed, yeah? crazy yeah. speed. He wasn't yeah. big but he had the speed. So yeah. um, I, I would say that Miami is, since the, this is, yeah, to answer your question, I think this is a comparable, one of the best teams that we had since the early 2000s, from top to bottom, like so special gonna, teams and yeah. defense-wise. So,
3: so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer my own question too, and it, I'm really going to agree with you here on this. I think the answer is yes to the question. I think this is the best collection of talent, and the best opportunity that we have had to, Catch lightning in a bottle and 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 run with it, right? right? But offensively, without question. Special teams, without question. Defensively, though, it's probably not the, the best collection that we've of talent that we've had in the past 20 years, right? I mean, what yeah. what year would you say has probably been the best collection of talent?
2: I don't know we'll talk about that after the break. So we're on the King Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM. We're up against the break. We'll see you guys in a minute.
0: Hey, look
1: what I found. A radio.
0: Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
8: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze.
9: But you I'm see why it's a bad bro. idea to do
6: that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're gonna be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. No, and then you give the me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Get good a little thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on zoom. <laughs> you,
3: know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs>
9: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM
0: 145,
5: Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
8: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
6: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up from
1: Enrique Santos 1249, iHeart Latino.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
2: All right. So, last segment, I'm going to follow up with Bird's question. So, defensively, our defense this year, man, that's that's definitely going to be a tough one because I don't know. Every year seems to be different with our defense. We're either up or down. Really, no consistency. Um, you know, back in 17, I thought we had a really good defense. Um, you know, I think Mandy called, you know, 16 and 17, Mandy called some good defenses. So what we have now, again, obviously we don't have no perennial superstar on the edge. I think mm-hmm. that's first and foremost, going back to, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, obviously you look at Quincy and Phillips and Rousseau and Jonathan Garvin and, you know, Joe Jackson and, and guys like that, Chad Thomas, like, we really don't i don't know what we're going to have on the ends. I think my boy Zach McCloud is going to surprise people. Um mm-hmm. but that's just me. So if I'm looking at the defensive side of the ball, I think that probably since like 16, 17 I would compare us
3: kind okay. of right about there. Yeah. But we're not we're not bad in shape roster-wise, but it's not it hasn't been the best one. Like I think, you know, offensively, man, we're getting all kinds of respect from yeah. national publications and everything. And look, as much as we might, you know, hate them, and the only the only one that I think really is ever biased against Miami in their opinions is Sports Illustrated.
1: You yeah, know, obviously. That's the
3: that's the only one that's ever really felt slanted. The rest of them, like you may not agree with them or you may not like them, but you know, they usually end up being pretty right.
2: <laughs> the biggest concern over the last couple of years, obviously, and we've talked about this on numerous shows, is, is linebacker, right? When are we gonna get perennial linebackers? Like mm-hmm. like just stud. Um, you know, you go back to the 16 class, you know, or whatever, It's 15 with Shaq and McLeod and Pinkney, right? Like those were supposed to be your next Bermuda Triangle type situation with the Darren Smiths and the Armsteads. Like you just – you don't have them anymore. And, and our linebacker core, literally I, I go back to someone like Sean Spence as probably the last time – Denzel – I'd probably say Denzel too. But I was like, a huge
3: Perryman fan, yeah. man. I don't think he gets enough love.
2: Yeah, so, you know, Sean Spence, Denzel Perryman really were – probably our last legitimate linebackers, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and no disrespect to, to Shaq or Pinkney or any of those guys, but like just the ability. Now Shaq, you know, Shaq played pretty much his whole career as a true freshman. Um, you know, you can't knock that. I, I just, I don't think the the production was really there based on, again, he didn't really have anybody in front of him. Like, Again, I go back to your nose tackles or your defensive tackles. Like, you need to have help up there. That's what made Miami middle linebackers great. When you had, again, the Jerome Browns and the Cortezes and the Vinces and the Saps, it allowed those linebackers free roam because those guys in the middle were taking up two guys, gave them gaps to get through. Um, so now it's, it takes a little bit more for those guys to make plays. You know, I, I think – Someone like Tyreek McCord could have had a phenomenal career had he u- had he been used in the right position, just like sure. Anthony Ciccolo. I don't think Ciccolo should have been a hand down in the ground type guy. He should have been playing linebacker, as you as
3: evidenced by his NFL career. But
2: well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like these coaches, mm-hmm. you know, and no, again, I I don't want to be disrespectful because I, again, they're still coaches. I know I, I put something out the other day about the and Golden, or does anybody miss these guys, right? But these guys are coming from temple. They're coming from Penn state. I'm sorry, from Penn state. They're coming from, from the, the North, the Northeast. It's, it's different playing that type of ball compared to what you're getting down here in South Florida. You have to allow these guys, you know, free reign. You know, I think someone like D'Onofrio really hurt someone like, you know, Tracy Howard, who again, was the number one corner in the country. Why? Because when he was at Miramar, he was all over the field. Like, there's certain certain concepts about South Florida that you have to allow these kids to play that, and you can't bring this bend don't break type mentality from the Northeast and expect that to work down here in South Florida. Like there's a reason why you were at Penn State, you were a tight end at Penn State. I have no idea what the Nofrio was at Penn State, but um, you know you know what I mean. It's, it's one of those. He's a shower guy. Uh, I'm, well, I'm, just ooh. I'm just kidding. I'm ooh. just kidding. Wow! Trying to keep wild. it light.
3: I know it's yeah. 2021. 20, we're not allowed to make jokes anymore. So,
2: <laughs> so uh, I, I think yeah. moving forward. I think again. I, I think, I think the proof would be in the pudding. Uh, yeah. Again, I think the spread just came out. I think we're 18 and a half point underdogs. Yeah. Alabama, right? I, I don't. I don't go by that. Again, <laughs> I, I'm with I'm with Dolphin Derek. You know, I think I think we go to we beat Alabama um and and if we don't we don't right if we don't it doesn't hurt the schedule if if, as long as you keep it competitive just like uh, you know big game boomer said last night mentally it's and i look at it both ways how do you fall back after that bama game whether you win or you lose if you lose okay listen no one's expecting you to win that game anyway right so that's the type of game where you go out there you put all your bags you know you put all your chips in the bag and you just run with it. Whatever happens, sure. happens. I don't care if you're doing triple reverses, what halfback throws. Like, bro, you got to pull out all stops at that game and, yeah. and see what happens. If you yeah. lose, you lose. You're not supposed to win that game anyway. But exactly. be, res- be respectful.
3: Yeah. That's all. You know, I want to jump back to something that, that you were talking about. We were talking about the Golden and the Donna Fria <laughs> thing. You know, and the Tracy Howard thing. No, but, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not knocking uh, on no, no, but... I'm, I'm
2: reading a comment down on
3: the bottom. Uh, okay, let me see. Let me, let me see if I'm throwing this one out. Oh, uh, bro. Oh, geez, Derek. Left his football in your truck, huh?
2: Yeah, I'll have to tell you that story in a minute.
3: Yeah. It's probably one of the, probably one of the many uh autograph footballs that he has. <laughs> <laughs> we we know you got that 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 truck full of autographs, bro. <laughs> Jeez. But uh no, so you know, you take a guy like a Tracy Howard, right? Elite talent coming out. Um, you know, I think he picked us at the last second on draft day. He was a surprise signing to us, right? Uh, so he pops up, he comes and he plays here and he plays for a guy that doesn't utilize him right, right? Right. And, I mean, the difference between him going to a place where he plays for somebody that, that utilizes him right and somebody that doesn't, you know, could be millions of dollars in the NFL and opportunity and everything. So, you know, now that recruiting, everybody's so tied into recruiting. I mean, heck, we're in all these groups where, you know, I mean, everybody, everything they do is live, eat, sleep, breathe, you know, and die recruiting, right? You know, but, I mean, like, people will legitimately get bad for a kid for, for choosing a situation. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like everybody's all over the spells kid for, for going to West Virginia. And I'm like, you know, look, that kid is, is, is probably looking at, Hey, who gives me the best opportunity to make something of myself. Right. And if it, if it means leaving and going and playing somewhere else, well, you know, so be it, man. So, you know, that's why, you know, you can't ever get mad at these kids when they, when they leave, you know, and, I mean, people take it personal, man. You can't you can't let it ruin your day, man. Like, I enjoy, like, you know, just recruiting as being, you know, casually, though, right? Like, you know, look, if you come, with, it's great. You know, hey, I get excited when a big-name person commits to us and everything, but I also, like, am not going to sit there and, and knock going being be like, oh, I can't believe you went to Florida. That's so stupid. You know, like, that ain't your decision to make, man. You know, these kids got a lot of on their mind, and you know what? At 17, 18 years old, you need to – you know, start making important decisions. Right. But, you know, we can't fault these kids because you could be a Tracy Howard and pick to go play for a D'Onofrio and your entire career tanks, because you go play for a DC who doesn't put you in a position to be productive.
2: Well, not only that too, is like, I know firsthand from speaking to some parents that they actually wanted their, uh, they wanted their kids to go to different schools, but the kids loved the university of Miami so much that they decided to stay home. Right. So, you always wonder, like if, if Tracy would have went to Florida, how would his career have turned out? If if Duke Johnson would have went to Alabama, how would his you know, so those are just different I'm just throwing names out, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, like, but it's, it's
2: the whole what if thing, right? Yeah, you know, you just never I mean, know, what if, bro. What if Brad Kai just comes decide to come back for his senior season? Yeah, like, I'm just talking about recently, right? Just yeah, and again, when Brad decided to go to, to the league or to leave early. Again, no disrespect to someone like Malik Rozier or to Evan Sheriffs or anybody like that, but like Brad was which was the best you had. Now again, I feel like Ryan Williams was
3: just gonna say that. Yeah, what you know, if Brad what if Brad sat out his freshman year like he should have and learned instead of learning under
2: fire? And and again, and Ryan Williams is ready to go that season. You know, you know, he had a tour yeah. to ACL the year before. But again, that's where it comes to politics. You know, yeah I think I'm not sure if it was Jet Fish. Trying to remember who the OC was at that time. It Fish was there, there about that time. Yeah, so I mean, he that was that was you know that was Jed's guy, you know Brad Kaya, and uh, you know kind of wanted to see him happen. And I remember that first game in Louisville. Man, he's throwing Ooh. ducks. He's throwing ducks in the in the dirt. Like yeah. you know, I mean, we just missed out on so much talent. You know, like people like Stacy Coley. I thought, you know, again, yeah, he. Had, I feel like ever since that concussion that he suffered at Duke, Lily ruined his career. You watched him as a freshman, especially that Pittsburgh game where he had like four touchdowns, receiving, uh rushing, or three. To, I don't know what it was receiving, rushing, and a, in a yeah, punt. He's touchdown. a monster. I mean, like man, like where are these guys at? Like you know, and, and I feel all bad right? for Stacy because if you remember, Stacy chose Miami in 2013. um He could have went to Florida State and had a national championship that year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So those are all those "would have" things that you know you think about and. I mean, I wish all these kids the best, no matter what they day. And again, that's why I'm not a huge I'm not a huge person who gets really worked up on recruits because right. recruits are a dime a dozen right now. And yeah. again, especially classes of 24 and 25. I mean, I'm 47 years old. What do I care about what a 14 year old kid is doing or <laughs> not doing, you know, about where he's shooting yeah. to go to school right now? Because yep. you know that's gonna change. And and I'll tell you what, if a fourteen year old kid commits to somebody then they're, they're stupid because at the end of the day, like why are you committing at a 14 years old? Unless you literally know 100% like you are locked in again, like Grayson, right? Let's just throw, I'm going to throw an example out. If Grayson at 14 is given an opportunity for a scholarship to the University of Miami. Okay. That's dialed in. You're committing on the spot. That's just, (laughs) you know what I mean? But there's certain, I think there's certain individuals that have to have to have that. They're bred that like Grayson's, You know, again, man, he was at The Rock at two weeks old. Like there's not, you know, he's destined. (laughs) I say destined, you know, but that would be my dream is him being able to grow up, play football. And and listen, I don't care if it's a scholarship. I don't care if it's a uh, preferred walk-on. I don't care if it's a walk-on, you know. Mm -hmm. My goal is to allow him the opportunity to go to the University of Miami. Like whether it's academics, whether it's financial, Mm -hmm. for me I have to pay for it, it. that's where I want him to go to school.
3: So this has been a great show, right? I mean, I think you know, first hour Boomer's visit was great. There's one thing that we had in the subject line that, that I do think we want, we need to talk about, and that was C I mean, Media Days.
2: Yeah. So speaking of that, like, and I wanted to save that for last, but I'm yeah, well, I guess we're got about five more minutes, so I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. Um, two things. Two things I take away from that. Obviously, you throw three of your, your your captains per se to media day. You go up there and you're well resent, you know, well represented. You got Mike Harley. You got Bubba Bolden. And then you throw Dari King out there, but like you sending Dari King, I'm, I'm that you're telling me and you're telling the ACC, Hey, he's ready to go week one. Like why else would you send him if you weren't planning on exactly. playing him? Right. So wh- what is your take as far as having Durie King going up to, to media day?
3: I mean, that's exactly that. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a flex that shows that, Hey, you know what? He suffered a bad injury, but he crushed his rehab You know, he willed himself through to, you know, to to, to get himself ready. Um, You know, and look, I I think that there's no doubt that he's not only starting that game, but I believe he's also going to be a full participant in all of of fall camp. And he's going to take all the first team reps,
2: which is great that game. You think he throws five TVs?
3: Uh, (laughs) You know, look. Look, he could throw zero TDs, and if we find a way to win that game, I would I would be happy, and I would think the world of him, because you know more than just lighten up the the scoreboard. You know, you got to find a way. I, 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 let's put it this way: I'd rather him not have five turnovers than have five touchdowns, right? If you had to have me pick between right. the two, you know, because that's that's what's really gonna gonna cost you against Alabama, you know. Um, the way to beat them, I mean, they are, uh, you know, they're going to be breaking in an entirely new offense, right? So our defense needs to just get in and just hold the tide. Uh, well, and then, and this is,
2: yeah, and that's where I feel Miami. What they need to do is control the clock. Controlling the clock, 100%. is just like, It's just like another, it's like another turnover, right? Like yeah. ground it out, get your first downs. You know, again, chew up clock. You know, because again, that's going to allow you more. I'm going to throw. Yeah. If I was a betting man, and, and so let me ask you this, Bird. And we got about three, three and a half minutes. So, if, if, if I'm a betting man, right? If there was a, if there was a, a Vegas bet that you could make, I'm just throwing this like you just mm. – however, however you want to make a bet, an opportunity to win the game. What are you betting to win? What, how much and what are you betting in order to win the game? What would be a creative way for Miami to win the game?
3: Because I already have mine in my head. Oh, so I'm just creative crazy. way? Uh, so I've I've already got my Cinderella story on oh, that. Man. And that's, that's we're we're down two on a last second drive. We get it close enough, you know, say forty forty five out. Anyway, out any anywhere out there, uh, and then our boy Andy gets out there and and he splits the uprights, man. Okay. Freshman freshman kicker go in there. I mean, just because here, here's why, right? Think about that—that that celebration of lifting that that kid up, right, and holding him up after having won that game, man. You know, and the highlights of him, and you know, I mean, look, you know, we're you know we're we're close with Andy, right? Um, and and really the family, we think the world of them too, man. I just I don't I just think that, that that's my Cinderella story for it because I don't think it could be a, a a better ending.
2: All right, so I'm gonna flip the script and go on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. I'm gonna be I know where you're going already. We're, go. we're we're down five. Um, my boy Zach McLeod comes off the edge. <laughs> you see me <laughs> holding 53 up. Zach McLeod comes <laughs> off the edge, he gets a strip, gets a strip sack, scoop and score <sighs> to win the game.
3: Bro, <laughs> well, look, I'd totally be with that too, because how, how everybody uh you know how everybody kills Zach and how everybody has. Um, yeah, but look, we've made no secret about it, and you know, we're gonna double down on the position that that position move for him uh, to the defensive line and to defensive yeah. end and playing against Jess Simpson and working on his body to get up to, you know, the 270 range uh, oh, is yeah. going to make him, you know, not a first-round Greg Rousseau, you maybe. know, first off the board. I mean, it could, right? Don't, don't get me wrong, but I think a realistic expectation is the kid – Fourth round? Fourth round? Yeah, as has a good productive season, maybe a, a third or a second, third, all, all you know, yeah. honorable mention ACC team could happen, right?
2: Yeah. Let me tell you, strip sack. I'm calling it right now. Zach McCloud with a strip sack, scoop and score. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, think about, listen. Think about the fans celebrating. I'll be in jail. I'm probably gonna be in jail tonight.
3: If we bro. win, I, I'm, I'm storming yeah. the field. And I know, I know, we're I know we're close on time here, man. But we, we, gotta go. we already talked about it, man. We're at the Crown Plaza, Co and I, uh, right next to Georgia Tech Stadium. We said, we're going as soon as it. that game's over, man, we're we're running through that stadium. They're playing Northern oh.
2: Illinois at night. Yeah, so it's on, bro. It is. All right. So, listen, appreciate you guys tuning in for two hours here on the Kangang Gang Radio Show. Special shout-out to uh, Big Game Boomer for joining us. Thank you for all the fans that are tuning in and joining us. Uh, my boy Dolphin Derek, you know, chiming in with a bunch of comments. Bird, appreciate you. You know, we doing this show again, and uh, look forward to what we got going on next week. We're getting closer, guys. We're getting closer. Season's approaching about 43 more days. Cleveland, day- Cleveland Gary days away. Let's rock and roll. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Kangang.
0: The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.